Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, gamers and nerds alike. This is a Late Night Gamer Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my always esteemed co-host, Ramsey. How are you doing on this fine evening? I'm doing great, sir. I am uh, happy to be here. Back after a week of absence on our parts. Um, we apologize for the our absence but uh you know some things popped up family work stuff and just life and uh yeah happy to be back with you man just doing our thing you know we got got some stuff to talk about hopefully just catching up but uh yeah feeling good feeling good yes we do apologize you know when the duty of life calls we have to back in that call Mm, but we're mm. back we're back on our regular schedule program you're back on that bullshit that's right back on that bullshit yes sir now, what have you been playing? We've had two weeks away from the podcast. Oh, You've God. Had two weeks. <laughs> and those two yeah. weeks away, what have you been playing? Um, Man, I've been playing a lot. Um, I guess the thing that I should talk about first, Saints Row. Because um, I had been talking about that, about how I was excited for that um, in a couple previous episodes that we did. And I, I've been playing it over the past week and a half, two weeks, I guess, at this point. And um, I don't know if you want me to go into that now or just kind of wait. But Go into it. Um, go into it. Why not? Because I got some opinions on it from just, like, <laughs> casually viewing. Um, so before you start, maybe I can just throw out what I know because I haven't played it. Yeah, yet. yeah, I go for it. it. I touched it. What I noticed is the PC version, kind of bad. It was crashing on a lot for people. It was, you know, and apparently this game is just not like old Saints Row. Mm. When games aren't like the old ones, and we expect that. That's our expectation, and that doesn't get met. We get disappointed as fans. So you tell me, what's your experience with Saints Row been like? Um, <laughs> my experience with Saints Row has been okay. It's been disappointing. Not gonna lie. Um, I've, so, so basically to anyone listening who isn't aware, uh, Saints Row has kind of gone through a reboot of the franchise kind of, and, um, this was their, they, technically it's Saints Row 5, I believe, but they just rebranded the Saints Row, fresh reboot of the series, uh, by Volition, and, um, it hasn't been getting great reviews or great great reception from the the gaming audience at large and and rightfully so it's it's my biggest complaint with the game is it's just very janky and very buggy to a degree that it loses its charm saints row has never been you know this game of ultra polish and pristine uh like it's uh big brother franchise or the franchise that it tries to emulate in a different way in grand theft auto uh grand theft auto has its jank and things as well but for overall i would say that grand theft auto has a always been a relatively polished franchise especially in in recent history from i'd say gta 4 onward especially being five and saints row being in that same uh open world uh crime action uh game style genre whatever you want to call it 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 saints rose a franchise used to kind of lean on its goofiness its wackiness its its humor 
and kind of being this more comical, um, silly, and very uh, kind of charming approach to that genre instead of trying to be a complete parody of pop culture and and, um, just American culture, uh, how Grand Theft Auto often is. And I have liked Saints Row for that because it's gone into weird places, you know, with Saints Row 3 introducing Johnny Gadd and, um, you know, you being the president in Saints Row 4, I believe, and just wacky stuff, fighting aliens yeah, like and, and just, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also for, for those of you who have not uh, played Saints Row, and I want to cut you off of this, we, we talk no, about good. the wacky whimsicalness, uh, that's even a word, whimsicalness of Saints Row. It is now. For, for example, I don't know how to put this in a very um, PG way. So for mm-hmm. those of you under the age of, you know, 18, plug your ears for the next like 10 seconds. In Saints Row, you can correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong here. In Saints Row mm-hmm. 3 or 4, you could run around and beat people with a fucking a giant dildo. Oh, that's a fact. So that's how, yeah, that's that's how wacky it is. Now, granted, I thought it was more realistic. They had guns. They had, you know, everything's kind of, they looked at a map of like, for example, GTA 5 is, you know, Los Angeles, we all know that. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. a Spix fan version. You could find things in Los Angeles if you went tomorrow that are in Grand Theft Auto today. So, mm-hmm. Saints Row, they just come up with the city. They just boom. It's more fictional. It's it's not like, well, Grand Theft Auto is also fictional, but they use more realistic elements. But continue, continue. No, you're absolutely right, and um, I agree. I will say, to Saints Row uh you know the this saints row 2022 release to its credit one of the things that i enjoyed the most about it was the the actual city and location it's actually really cool like um i believe the name of the city is il santo or i'm gonna look up what the name of the city is because it's actually really cool um I've been enjoy- that's the thing honestly Zach, I'm enjoying no, Santo Alesso Alesso something like that Santo and I Aliso, guess it's supposed to be Aliso thank you that's it thank you and it's supposed to be based on I think Las Vegas from what I can tell it and it's a pretty I don't know sorry to cut you off again but it looks deserty no you're it good it looks like it's like you're in a desert uh, area so I can see that Vegas inspiration and it's got some cool some pretty cool um like different areas of the map there's obviously the desert area where where you first start off the game you kind of live out in this desert suburb not even suburban more like rural area um but then there's a city and then there's like what you can kind of tell is uh very similar to like a vegas strip area it's just got unique location design i really enjoy the world it feels kind of fun and it, it feels fresh especially since like, I, I love GTA Five, especially for the multiplayer. The story, not so much. I wasn't the biggest fan of GTA Five story. Uh, just because I think three main characters is just hard to pull off in, in any type of medium, especially video games. But um, I really enjoyed the multiplayer in the world of GTA. is just amazing what you can do. Um, I mean, it's like, it's honestly the metaverse <laughs> that exists before the actual metaverse, in my opinion. But that's another conversation for another day. Um <laughs> Anyway, the 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 world of uh, Saints Row, like it um it feels very good to just being a a new city where I can just ride around my motorcycle, do dumb things, you know, um, 
steal a car, you know, blow stuff up. Like, it's, it's just nice to kind of cause mayhem in that kind of open world setting. And um, I think my biggest gripes with it, like I said, is just the bugginess and jankiness of it just makes it hard to really not even get immersed because it's not um, a game that I think is going for realism at all. But I think it just makes it hard to really look past its faults because there's just constantly something weird happening that isn't fun. Jankiness can be fun if it allows for a comical um, event to happen or if it allows for the player to do something really crazy and weird and stupid. But the jank in this is like, I'm in a car chase and I... I maybe i'm going up a hill and then i go down a hill and and then it's i mean it might as well because like your car will just like hit a speed bump and then just like you would have thought that you just got sideswiped by like a tractor trailer because it's just like your car just goes flipping and spiraling off of a speed bump or like you know you'll make a turn and bump into you know um a street light or something that sometimes you'll knock over other times you'll hit it and you'll spin out of control and another car will bump into you and you'll go flying or just weird things like you know getting stuck behind a rock in the middle of a gunfight or like weird animations where you know you, you there's the like these finisher moves that you can do on people that are um you know you hit i'm playing on ps5 um so I'll hit triangle, execute a finisher, and, you know, my guy is punching the air, but, like, the person is looking like they're getting hit. And it's just, like, weird stuff like that that is funny to a degree, but when you're trying to, in the like, enjoy somewhat of the comical nature of the story or the characters and things like that, it just kind of takes you out of it completely, and you're just like, oh, this is really broken. And then, you know, the story... It's just very generic. The characters just feel very uninspired. I hate to say it. It, it feels very much like um, they went for, hey, let's make a game that connects with a demographic from ages, you know, twenty to thirty-five or something. And it just feels very like, uh, I don't, I don't want to say robotic, but just very by the numbers. Like, basically, when they went into you know their creative writing sessions on like voice lines and things like that like they were just like what would millennials say and it just is like very you know it's not bad it's just kind of generic all over the place and i think saints row used to shine with being just very weird and quirky and and very just out of the box and i think this is kind of opposite to that it feels very much like a shell of what saints row has always been um without and with less polish too like i was hoping for a more polished product uh from a gameplay bug perspective and and uh just being able to run properly but also just like the depth of gameplay like you have skills and perks and skills are basically just like these different moves you can do perks are just basically like intrinsic perks that you can add to your character like maybe you can run faster you know when your health is lower or um you know you get increased ammo when you get a headshot things like that and in in theory they feel they they seem like a good idea but in practice it's like 
they're they don't make you feel powerful enough ever to where it feels like it's worth the investment into a skill tree in the game and it's just like it almost feels like a system that's just there for the sake of kind of just existing there and you know i don't want to talk too bad on the game because overall i don't think it's a terrible game i don't think it's worth the 70 dollar price point um also 60 dollars uh okay 60 are you sure because i i think ps5 i bought it for 70 ps5 um, hasn't marked at 60 so i went to the store earlier today and i was in the store really I was like that's 60 bucks i was like there's no way maybe i'm looking at the wrong thing maybe it was like in the ps4 version you're i think you're right i think it is 60 bucks okay so you're right i stand corrected it is uh 60 bucks so 60 bucks i still don't think it's worth that i i think that this is um you know a 50 40 dollar game more than likely i think 40 dollars might have been more of a value proposition um not saying that i really know too much about you know the economics of what it means to release a, a game at that level but um this game just it 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 just feels very undercooked very um very generic and very uninspired and it's not a bad game i would say there's some things to enjoy if you just kind of want to play a game and and kind of ride around and have a bunch of of uh things and objectives to do and there's cool moments like there's these different ventures that you can be a part of like you can help run a, a car shop, like a mechanic shop. You can help run like a laundromat or, um, you know, like different uh, stores and businesses. And you can kind of pair up with people and you can make money through these different ventures, which I think is a really cool thing that I wish a GTA game would go a lot further with, um, you know, where you could kind of be like a, a shadow investor in all these businesses and kind of build up an empire. I think that's really cool, especially if it's in with the whole uh idea of what saints row and gta what they try to emulate making fun of capitalism and you know american culture and how we think of you know businesses and how they operate in especially in western culture so i I think that's really cool um but a lot of times the mission structures around that the gameplay that they pair with that it just feels very like i said man just uninspired just like very by the numbers quest every now and then you get a really interesting little funny gag and you know it's it's pretty cool um but I don't know. I think it's just mostly, um, it's a pretty disappointing game, uh, in my opinion. I was really excited for it, and um, I was hoping to to get more from it than than we we got. Um, I would say if someone is interested in this game, it's not a must buy right now. I would say try to wait till it goes on sale. Maybe um, you know thirty dollars, twenty dollars more likely would be a good deal. Then I'd say if you're still interested, maybe check it out then. Um, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone unless you're just like, you know, super fan of Saints Row. Then you know, Godspeed. You know, good luck with that. But um, it it's it's uh, yeah, it's a little disappointing. And then the one of the bigger things I was frustrated with too is like the lack of online multiplayer. So right now at uh currently, as far as I know, you can only play co-op uh multiplayer campaigns so it's like you and one other person can't do any more than that um no four player multiplayer no big lobbies in like in gta or anything like that so that, that's pretty disappointing because this seems like a game that with friends could be a lot more fun because um, at least you're going through a lot of the jank and just weird stuff that happens with another person but uh yeah I, i've i've spent 
um good amount of time probably somewhere around eight to ten hours maybe in it so far and i would have stopped probably two hours in but you know i was telling my girlfriend and, and some of my friends that i play online with shout out to the boys but um i was just trying to stick it out and you know since i spent the money and i wanted to be able to talk about it on the podcast um and give it a, a you know my full opinion I, I played as much as i could but um, after I get off, you know, recording with you, I'm probably going to delete it off the hard drive. It's just kind of disappointing, man. And, uh, yeah, I, that's, that's all I got to say. I didn't want to rant about it too much, but, um, so. overall just a little disappointing for me, but you know, that's, that's, uh, that's how it goes sometimes, man. Game development's not easy. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, sometimes it's hard to, you know, release the product that, you know, maybe this team envisioned for themselves. I'm sure this isn't the game that they ideally wanted to put out, but you never know how this goes. It, it could have been could have been rushed out the door before it was ready. Um, I know it had gotten delayed already, so who's to know what went on behind the scenes with that development? And um, I don't know. My only real question with it is where does Volition go from here? Because that's two back-to-back games that didn't really work out for them. The first one being Agents of Mayhem, which I don't know if people remember, but it was that like weird crackdown Saints Row spin-off game where you were kind of like these super cops or super, you know, super soldier cop things. Um, I remember that game. And yeah, exactly. And that game didn't really sell well or get received well critically either. And then in with, you know, this new Saints Row game, this hasn't really gone over well critically. And I'm not really sure what the sales numbers are yet, but I'd imagine they're not great. So um, I'm just kind of curious where they go now from here, because, you know, at the level they're at, they're not a small indie studio. They're pretty big. And I don't know how, you know, you you really where do you go from here? You know what I mean? Like Saints Row is your cash cow. Or your your biggest franchise, I won't call it a cash cow, but it was your biggest franchise, your most recognizable IP, and you know you really kind of I feel tarnished the brand with this game. So um, I'm curious to see where they go with it from here. But that's enough of me talking, man. I want to hear more about you know couple, <laughs> your thing. Points I'm gonna make off of that. Um, sounds like it goes rushed, just a little bit. A lot of bugs always equals a rush project, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it sounds like they didn't want to take their time with the writing process. I think if you want to if you're gonna write a story game. You have to take your time. You have to. You have a draft. You have a draft. You have a draft. Now, I don't know when this game was announced. So I don't know what their timetables were. I don't know when they started it. But mm-hmm. it sounds like they would have took another year. Really, kind of fleshed out a story, and you know, it'd have been a better game overall. So that's that's the first point. Secondly, I agree, not worth the sixty dollars price tag, but they do have to make money somehow. So. And they, the only title of Saints Row on a game will make people buy it. And For like, sure. Of course, they have friends like you and who have played it, and they're like, yeah, wait. Then they're not going to make the money if they want to make. Unless the person still yeah. buys it anyway. But I always suggest waiting for games to go on sale. That's true. <laughs> save, save your money. Because yeah, hey, if you sure. buy a game at launch anyway, it's going to be bugged. There's always going to be certain for bugs sure. in certain games. So that's just the way life is. Uh, what else was going to say? I do think Grand Theft Auto got one thing right, and that is the way your attributes built up, mm-hmm. where you had to run more and you got more stamina, and you had you know you had better accuracy by getting headshots, and it slowly got better. So I think that was pretty cool. I think it had that in online and in the story, um, mm-hmm. and online did incorporate like B 
being a ghost investor, like you could own a nightclub and you own uh, there's a couple of things like every DLC that come, well they call it DLC, it's just add-ons through updates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you could be like a business owner, mm-hmm. but you also ran like some kind of underground scheme through your business. So, ooh, I don't know. I'm upset about the Saints Row not being working out for most people. No offense to everybody spent their money. I'm glad I didn't buy it. I'll wait for it to go on sale for 20 bucks and mm-hmm. a year. and Hopefully it's a little bit better. Won't play over the story. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? What else have you been playing? Is that all you've been playing for two weeks? I don't think that's two weeks. Ten hours? No, no. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I've, I've put in some time on Saints Row. Other than that, um, I... I haven't put too much time into we are OFK. I'm waiting for the final episode to drop because after playing that first episode, I want to just through. play through it. Yeah, I want to just play through, binge it because it's, it's one of those. I'm like, this is going to be fun just to knock out in a weekend um, or in a day. Who knows how it goes? So I'm waiting on that. Other than that, I was playing um, some more uh, FIFA with, with the boys. Shout out to JBC, uh, all the boys. There's too many of them to name, but, you know. They know, yeah, <laughs> the homies, and uh, been playing FIFA with them. It's been good, man. I don't like FIFA this year. I think FIFA 22 has been a a a low point in the franchise of recent very low points. And um, I've bought pretty much every FIFA game from FIFA 13 until now, so that's almost a decade. And um, wow. I I I don't think I'm gonna buy uh fifa uh 23 day one um or even in the first couple months um it just ea uh, they're just resting on the the fact that um they are the only show in town basically and it's it's um you know i dropped out of the madden franchise a while ago so i know that you know you'll have potentially some more thoughts on that um so i'm not really up to date i've heard things from people that i know talk about madden i heard that there's been some big changes fifa man uh 23 comes out i think in maybe a couple of weeks or a month i don't know beginning of october i think it's one month away yeah yeah yeah. because i think nba 2k and madden are normally august september and then fifa's always a little bit after Um, august madden september is 2k october's fifa november's nhl yep exactly so Oh, they know. <laughs> hey, man, they know how to run up those numbers. So Which is perfect. Um, holiday season comes around, and they bank even more yeah. money because people who get consoles or like had a console that they got for their birthday in February or March, and like I want the 100%. new Mac. Oh, okay, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, <laughs> like, Jesus. they know how to bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, they do, man. They do, but um. Yeah, I, I've been playing FIFA with the boys and um, playing pro clubs, which is the main mode that I play on there. Gameplay just never feels truly right. I just don't feel like it's the skill uh, skill gap is, is in a good place. The progression is off. I felt like that for a while, but I've been playing that. Um, I've also been playing um, NBA 2K2. NBA 2K2, Jesus Christ. NBA 2K22. NBA 2K2, so you're going back um, all the way to 2001. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Hey, man, that was a good year, though. That was a good year. But uh, no, I remember uh, 2K3 with uh, Josh Childress on the front. Um, man, See, I, I got on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> hey, exactly, exactly, exactly. But uh, 
those were the the golden year actually no 2k's i have my issues with 2k 2k is another one of those franchises i've i've bought pretty much every year since 2010 so um begrudgingly some years i end up buying it i have the longest string i hate that i cut you off there but 2k had the longest string of it was just jordan on the cover from like 2010 to 2013 it was just jordan so they had Jordan from yeah 2011 2K12 and then 2K13 I think they finally took him yeah, off because so 2K Steph. no 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 I'm sorry 2K4 was it 14 because no, no, was it 13 16 okay had... 14 was KD 14 was KD so 14 was KD 15 was LeBron 16 was the one where they shared yeah, so Steph, Steph might have been yeah, 13 no no, no. So, yeah. so 16 was Steph Anthony Davis and. Who was the other one? Mello? No, it wasn't Mello. Was it Russ? Was it Russ? No, it wasn't Westbrook. I don't know. I think their team was the last uh, Jordan year. Like, he was the only one okay. Yeah. And now it's just the Jordan, uh, Jordan edition. Got you. Got you. And, um, yeah, so uh, I've been playing 2K22, just uh, enjoying that before 23 inevitably drops. And I'll probably end up getting it. I'm going back and forth about whether I'll buy it or not. Um and uh yeah man i'm just kind of you know enjoying uh a lot of these sports franchises i get in once the 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 nba season and mad uh nfl season gets closer and closer i uh i start getting more excited to hop in the sports franchises around this time of year um and so uh, i've been playing that Almost but the, hate to cut you yeah, yeah listeners no, go ahead. you can date this podcast Nine five two thousand twenty twenty two. Okay. Randy says he doesn't know if he's gonna buy two K when it comes out. When it comes out, I'm probably gonna buy. You'll it. hear yeah. it that week. <laughs> I bought two K. It's it's whatever you know. Whatever his review is on it that week. I Day begrudgingly now. buy it. I want to do potentially in the future, and I, I need to ask um, a couple of my friends if they would be interested in it, and um, see if you're down. But just to do like a 2k launch day episode to get some some opinions on it because i am a, a, a huge fan of nba 2k as a franchise i have a, a, a plethora of issues with how they treat the franchise but overall i think that they do a pretty good job especially on a a 12 month development cycle because it's not easy to release you know a yearly franchise especially you know for these sports games franchises and um yeah I, i'm sure if it were up to the devs they they wouldn't be on that kind of dev cycle but because you know their parent companies are trying to you know make as much money as possible you know they they end up you end up going years without the without substantial change to each you know yeah. each installment of the series because um i know you've been got some a sports game that you want to talk about so uh and then I got one more game that I've been playing, but I guess I'll wait till after you you talk about yours. If you want to put that in here now, because yeah, we'll we'll uh, um, yeah, let let the people know, man. What you been up to? Is the only issue I have with two K is the microtransactions. My only issue. Horrible. Always. Yeah, they're horrible. Like I said, said in the previous podcast, you make people grind it out till like overall ninety, and then you can buy your way up to ninety nine because that that nine overall difference doesn't make sense. But like I said, fix that issue. And I love it again. My only issue is I don't want to spend a hundred bucks when the game comes out, so I'm on the same level yeah. as everybody in the park. I like to grind 100%. it out. Oh my god, to suck as a rookie and work his way same. up. Same. So. But, yeah, a hundred percent. 
Dude, the grind is unreasonable, and I'm not. I want you to talk your talk talk about what you've been playing. But yeah, my that's a hundred percent my biggest issue with the franchise right now is the it, it's pay to win basically, and it, it it's not technically because you can grind, but the amount of time you have to invest into a character to make them just not even op or broken, but just playable online to where you can be somewhat competitive if you're a good player already you know then you'll be somewhat competitive it's just ridiculous man it's it's absolutely absurd they they take advantage of people because they can they take advantage of their player base year after year but at a certain point and i'm in the group we keep buying the game so we really can't say shit you know what i mean it's it's kind of a but it's the only back at basketball game in town it's like you know same with madden um and, and fifa for the most part i know pro evolution has popped in here and there and you have e-soccer e- i think now but it's like these sports uh sports games they they their publishers and, and devs have a monopoly over the market for the most part and it's just about the same you way. know it leaves it leaves the fans in a, in a shitty spot where it's like what else are you gonna do there's no other basketball game in town unless you want to play you know fucking nba playground for you know 80 hours then you know god bless you have fun with that but um well, there yeah, was the, it's, it's uh, just kind of rough. It's there's the free to play three on three freestyle for uh, the PS4. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah have fun with that. In, like, yeah. Enjoy that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm like can, Jesus. Uh, at what point can we like, you know, I don't know what words I'm kind of. Monopoly's like became a legalized thing. You can't really have like monopolization over a market. I think after like, yeah. JD Rockefeller and all of them like fucked up the world in the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. When can we just be like, hey, can y'all can y'all do something about EA over there? Can y'all just do something, <laughs> make them stop? Yeah, point, it's never because they don't care enough. But I mean, look at Disney. I, Disney I, Disney's monopolized. Yeah, the movie industry is just Disney, Disney and Universal. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, that's been a huge thing this year: corporate consolidation, and you know, even outside of the sports genre with. Uh, Microsoft buying, you know, Bethesda recently, and then buy turn around and buying Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Like we're seeing it trickle over into video games as well. Like you, like you just stated. So, but I, I think this has been a, a, it's an the corporate consolidation thing. Yeah, like like this, you know, as a Madden and sports game fan too, man. Like, and everybody, who, anybody who's listening, who's played Two K, Madden, FIFA, NHL, any of that shit for like the past decade, like you know, like you you know what we're talking about. It's rough. Two K is one of the worst offenders with it. Um, because so is Madden. They're, so is they're Madden. most Madden. NFL, Madden is bad as NHL and They no, you're you're right. You're 100 percent right because they monop- they force you to pay to win, especially in their most popular mode, which in Madden a lot of times is my team. Um, but the thing is, is the reason I I don't I think it's worse in 2K is because um, the the main mode that i think no actually i'm thinking through it and it's about the same you're probably right i think i just care more about nba 2k so that's probably why but from an outs i think from an honest perspective you're probably right it's about the same i just i hate that it's this facade of oh well you can just play and grind it's not man like you can't grind who has that kind of time like no no one does even a child, I don't think, has that kind of time. They'd rather just ask their parents to for the thirty, forty, fifty dollars to, to, yeah, exactly. And it's like it just that's it's just shitty. It's it's a pay to win, but until you know, 
until we have enough people in the community, including myself and whoever plays to group up and just say, hey, we're not going to support this, or we have a valid competitor to come in and shake things up, um, you know, it's just kind of, it is what it is. But anyway, my bad, man. Okay. I, I, I took you way off track. I just, that shit makes me mad. Well, I'm going to stick to a tangent for a second. And all I'm going to say is Go that off. it is, yeah. I'm going to comfort a lot of people here most likely, and y'all can hate me all you want. I don't care. It's the laziness of gamers. That's at Zach Bernard. And uh, it's also the laziness of devs, I think, in my opinion as well, because, A, people don't want to spend the time to grind out, you know, because I've played Mutt, which is the my team of uh, EA's Madden. Um, and mm-hmm. previous years, I haven't touched it this year, which, by the way, I bought the Madden this year. I told you on the podcast. I wasn't going to buy it. Yes, sir. We'll talk about Back on the sauce. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I played in previous years. I don't like spending money on stuff. I, I bought the game. There's the money I spent. That's it. So right. I try to grind out and I try to do what you know a lot of these YouTubers called a no money spent. That's that's mm-hmm. just me and my team. So my team's complete trash because I'm not spending my money. I work for that. I'm not spending it more on this game than I have to. Right. So I try to grind it out, but it just takes too long. So either the devs need to simplify a little bit the time it takes to grind it out to alleviate the pay to win or just alleviate the game mode as a whole and rebuild it and try to figure it out something because mm-hmm. there's challenges you, there's things you can do in all these games you know 2k you can just earn vc by playing your my career you earn vc by playing an exhibition game so it's like even if you don't want to play your my career and if you want to you know alleviate yeah. people spending money on their character like their hard-earned money they yeah. can play exhibition games i don't know there's there's ways to fix that, but that's a, another talk for another day. We start petitions, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, maybe we'll do that for a topic. Just like the pay to win, the state of of sports games, and yeah, because I think there's a lot of common issues between the franchises. Obviously, the bigger the sport, the bigger the issues. Um, the only one that I think is pretty solid is MLB, like which is why I think that's kind of like because they the actually like, standard. Allow. Oh, I'm sorry, to cut you off. They actually allow your challenges to pay off. Exactly. Like the the player progression system is very well balanced, where you can just play the fucking game. Like that. That's my biggest thing with not my biggest. It's one of them with the, some of the sports franchises. Like playing the game. It's like you don't even really get rewarded for just playing. It's like they want they incentivize you to spend money. And my biggest issue is, like, these are $70 games. They're full-price games. If it were free-to-play, that'd be a different that'd be a different issue. Because I know there's some people probably who will listen to this and be like, oh, why don't you just spend the money? First of all, it's my money. money. I already spent hey, 70 bucks. If, I mean, first of all, like, hey, if you want to spend the money, respect. Like, I'm good for you. you. But, like, like I'm like, I'm happy. For, I'm like, look, if if... Some people are probably like, you know, they're like, well, hey, this is the only game I play, or this is one of my main games for the year. Like, I don't mind spending the money on cosmetics or whatever and dropping, you know, $100, $200. I mean, one character realistically, Zach, on NBA 2K, if you want to get them to max level all your badges, and then if you got the audacity to, like, want to look fresh and get, like, have a clean outfit and, like, all the... You're gonna be spending over a hundred dollars on one character, easy, easy. So, and that's one character. You're gonna make another one if you're that invested. So you're gonna spend hundreds every year, 
if you have three characters, you're easily going to be spending three, four hundred dollars a year. And that's on top of putting in the time to earn all your badges, earn all your perks. It's just crazy, man. Like the the people in the community, including myself. I mean, I'm not the worst of it, so you know, I'm not out here spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars every year. I, I I've never been that bad, but you know, I've had my years where I, I ran it up a little bit more than I would like. But it's like, bro, you're just getting we're getting abused in terms of you know. But it's willfully too because it's like we want to play, you know. The, the latest installment of you know ba- of a basketball game and the game is good at its core it has its issues but anyway that's another conversation for another day man it, it just I'll yeah say it's it, it's been a rough month bro with uh saints row and you know even just thinking about 2k coming up i'm just i don't know man all i'll say is and this is the last i'll talk on this pay to win bullshit that we deal with in this day and age is i think 2k kind of has done it a little bit better because Granted, I do have to spend, you know, 120 bucks, but I do get, like, what, sometimes 75000 BC or whatever, like the incentive is with the bigger editions. So you do it a, lo- you do yeah, it it a little better that way. Just a little better. So I'm not spending as much money, but I still kind of yeah. am. It's just hidden in a different way. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel you, like... I- yeah 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 we'll save we're it for another listen, day listeners we're just gonna put a pin in this conversation we'll put a pin in it because after 2k comes out we're gonna probably revisit this conversation and it'll be a whole episode yeah i'll probably have 50 hours in by that point i'll be able to give you an honest my hope is that the gameplay issues and the actual game element outside of the microtransactions I hope that the game itself is improved. So um, I'll probably end up getting it. I probably will. I always do this every freaking year, it feels like. So we'll talk about that. Uh, I guess it comes out next week. So maybe next week sometime you'll hear about it. Who knows? Maybe. But, uh, or I guess the following Monday. Now we'll get on to the big topic of our day. So I bought Madden for all you listening. Said I wasn't going to do it. Uh, I bought it. Yeah. Not a man of my word, I guess. Um, don't buy it. <laughs> This game oh so wow! So much. So wow. Much. You know, really talk about it. Mad. But now it's just talk about it. too What's... technical. It's kind of lost like the arcadiness, and it's gotten too too high of a simulation mm. value. Playing mm. Madden, throw the ball. Dude just jumps in front of my guy. Great, this can happen in real life. Jumps for my guy, picks up the ball. Okay. Driving down the field again. Mid linebacker sitting in the middle of the field. I throw a touch pass, which in Madden, you know, it's just like a light little lob. Not a lob, not a bullet. It's kind of in between. Guy jumps up, intercepts the ball. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, two in a row already? Okay. Turned it off, went back to it a little bit later. They just changed mm-hmm. too much about this game. And it's not it's not arcadey enough, and it's, not, it's too far in the simulation to find a good balance. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful game. The graphics look great. If you got a PS5 mm-hmm. or Series X, it looks great. Other than that, mm-hmm. garbage. Don't buy it. Really? Let it go on sale. I've heard mixed things about it. I've heard that the passing over passing system overhaul is very in depth, and that passing is like a big, big you gotta difference be like from on 20, point 22. Uh, like yeah, it looked pretty wild. Oh my god! Like, cause you have a, a power meter and an accuracy reticle. If you want to go that in depth. I'm like, yeah. nah, I'm just trying to have fun. You know, I'm just trying right. to build my giants. 
let them win a Super right. Bowl. That ain't gonna happen. I my franchise, I traded away everybody except for Saquon. I, was like, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm just gonna get picks. Fuck yeah, it, I'm done. <laughs> so everybody got traded. But it's it's fun still. Um, the revamp on the passing is definitely something new to get used to. But interesting. It's just it's very it's very different passing. I don't like it too much right now. But it's just I think it's because yeah. it's, you know it's that break from the normal. Where you used to being able to just touch the ball and hold or touch the button to throw it, you know, hold it down for a bullet. Now it's you know it's more in depth. And if you want to go even more in depth, you have the reticle where you can place where you want your pass to go. Which mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. I'm that's too much work for me. I'm just trying to relax and play football. But dude, I feel uh, it. My my. My last big year with Madden, and by big, I mean just like Madden that I put any significant amount of time into, I think was 19, and I it was getting too technical for me then. Because I grew up playing Madden like you and like a lot of, uh, you know, kids around our age, you know, when uh, it was kind of in its heyday. And I my favorite ones were, you know, 01, 02, 03, 04. And then 05. 05 was like the last year that I remember like going hard. I believe Ray Lewis was on the cover of that one. I think seven was good. And like, seven was good. And I I liked uh, I I liked oh, I liked other ones after that as well. But um, once the the Xbox 360 and PS3 came out, they kind of like were figuring out where to go with the franchise during that new hardware switch and it took a couple years to figure out by like oh nine they got it i felt like in a better spot but like oh six oh seven oh eight were kind of like years where i was like eh they're fine um but by like uh nine ten eleven they kind of start getting back in that groove um but 19 was the last one i hopped into just because you know i've I, I used to be great at the older Madden games. Not great, that's a stretch. I used to be great in my mind in the older Madden games when before online play was really a thing. And um it was more arcadey, like you said. Now it's 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 so much more simulation uh heavy that um I'm glad for the for the hardcores that they have that in depth level of gameplay for those who want it, being able to read defenses, being able to you know, play user, you know, wide receiver, play user DB, you know, user everything. Like, I, I think that's awesome, the people who can do that and, you know, the, the Fuck that. hit stick warriors and all that. But, that like, that's D-line. just not for I'm me. I'm trying to get to the O-line. I'm I, trying to get the quarterback. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, li- I like a casual experience yeah. when it comes to like, Madden. Because I don't know football like that. Like, I, I'm football is not a sport that I have that kind of knowledge where I can, like, I can look at the line and be like, oh, okay, I guess they're in a 3-4 or whatever, 4-3, they're running the coverage. Like, I can kind of read, but, like, I I can't read. I, I, I can't read, like, you know, what plays about to happen. So I like a more casual experience. It sounds like they've gone far away from that. Yeah, but to hear you talk about it, man, that's that's interesting. You're just like, nah. And they've integrated <laughs> the physics system into this game. And I'm going to cut them some slack on this because it just came out, you know, two weeks ago or whatever. So, playing a franchise. And the only thing I can do is give you an example of how acidine this physics system is right now. Okay. Playing a franchise. Playing the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey. Good running back if he's healthy. We all know this. If you watch football, mm. you know the name of McCaffrey. You know he's a good if he's healthy. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Shout so, out to him. I've watched enough football to know. McCaffrey's not going to shrug off a, a 300-pound lineman 
You know, he's he's gonna take the hit and he's just gonna take the tackle because he's not right. gonna start him off. Not in Madden's eyes. I'm, I'm sitting there oh, playing. Really? My lineman gets him. He just shards him off. I'm like, no. I was like, no, no. I was like, now if this was a DB, <laughs> if this was you know a safety, maybe even an outside linebacker, I, I, I'll right. give it to you. This man is. I looked at the weight of this guy after because I got so mad. I was like, I gotta look because I knew the physics system was implemented. This guy was 295, yeah. 6'4", 295. McCaffrey's not shrugging yeah. that off. I'm not shrugging that off. Christian, I'm 6'8". Christian pulled a, a Derrick Henry on him, yeah. okay? I see you, Christian. He's been in that yeah, weight now, room. If this is Derrick Henry, Get it me. makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Derrick Henry runs through everybody in real life. It makes sense if he doesn't, it matter. Right. McCaffrey juking out my DB, that made sense. I didn't get mad about it. Not him shrugging off my lineman. Mm-mm. That's the weird disconnect with... Um, with Madden and um, and and a lot of and honestly, two K to a degree is like, yeah, they're they're moving t- like towards more simulation based gameplay on the user side, but on the AI side, it really feels more arcadey. With like a lot of the times, you know, when you're defending or, or playing against star players, where you're just like, look, I know this player's good, but like what they're doing right now, it doesn't add up. Yeah. You like know? you know, and so I'm sorry to cut you off. In a previous Madden, no, you're fine. Last one I bought was Madden 2020. Three years ago, okay. Two years ago, yeah. I don't know. They got their numbers all messed up. I think, th- yeah, three, three, ago, yeah, three 20, yep. 20, yeah. So three years ago, uh, yeah. And you know, kickoff return, running down the line, see a blocker. I'm playing a middle linebacker, you know, who's a bench player, or whatever, but he plays on the kickoff return team. I take mm-hmm. the ball off. I ran through the blocker because the blockers are like DBs. They're you know backup running backs, backup receivers. They're not big guys. Right. Exactly. Then, twenty twenty three, I do the same thing. My guy gets <laughs> destroyed. I'm like, no, I'm, this is not how nah. this works. I was like, no, how sir. is it three years ago nah. he ran through this guy, but this year he can't do anything. And then, right, what I did it today. It was going down. I hit the hit stick button on accident because I wasn't paying attention. So my guy rolls, rolls into the blocker, knocks him over, and then the DB gets hit. That was coming back on the kicker turn and gets hit by his own teammate. Falls. I'm like, okay, at least I got the fucking tackle. I was like, but that didn't make right. sense. Because before, <laughs> if, you, if you're, if you're spinning yeah. down the field and you accidentally hit it, he just kind of stutters. Right. Oh, not in this man. They fall now. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like it's not ending. This physics is yeah. just killing me. Maybe that's why I don't like the game. I don't know. Right now, it's it's sour for me. Are you going to keep playing it? I'm going I'm to wait for an update to come out. Keep I'm gonna trying. trying. I'm going to keep trying to learn it. Yeah. I think it's probably okay. just a learning curve for me. Being so used to the old men's that weren't more physics-based. It's yeah. just kind of be a learning curve. I don't know. It's making me mad though. So like, I play like one inning or one half of a game, and I'm just getting pissed off because I'm like, I don't know how this is happening. I'm I'm usually good at these games, and I usually play on all Madden, so I'm I'm pretty okay at Madden when it comes to playing against a CPU, but not anymore. It's super interesting that you say that because like I've felt over the past few years like Madden and and a lot of the sports game franchises are getting harder and harder to get into as a casual player. Um, but it's also like, I'm, you know, I'm in my mid to late twenties. So it's like, I don't know if maybe the younger kids, like maybe who are putting a lot more time into these games than I am, like maybe they're, you know, they're fine with the controls. Maybe this is normal to them in terms of like, it's a good thing. 
I wonder if like maybe this is just me starting to age out a little bit of the the the, yeah I mean I I mean like that's what I'm thinking like maybe it's me because they keep um doubling down on the the in-depth mechanics and the the you know detail of trying to make it more simulation like year after year and I wonder if that's just like Maybe we're the outliers who are like want that casual experience where maybe, you know, people are like, no, like these systems are good. I don't know. I'm not in that community to that degree. Um, like I said, I'm more of a 2K, NBA 2K and FIFA guy at this point. I love college football growing up. So um, once that, if college football, I've heard that, you know, rumors. Like this, rumors. I'm so upset because I'm playing that. I doubt it. NCAA 14 was so much fun. It was the last one, but thank God, so much fun. When college football, I've, I've, there, I know there's been rumors about it coming back, especially with all the NIL stuff, and now that players get paid for their likeness and yada yada, all that's I mean, not yada yada, that's very important. I think that's amazing. But like now that people are actually getting paid for their likeness, all of that, maybe we can see a return to NCAA football in the next upcoming years. I'll be excited to see what they do with that franchise because uh, I would like to see a return more to that like arcade kind of style with some of the simulation elements of madden but kind of maybe they'll make the college football experience more arcadey fun because i think that fits well with college football the the randomness of you know how college football can go sometimes just like the upsets and you know players developing year after year and just kind of like that whole you know the saturday vibes of college football i'm I'm interested to see how they they uh they they move forward with that franchise in the future but yeah man maybe i hate to say it but we might just be getting aged out brother it could it could just be that i didn't even um, think about that until you brought it up but maybe that's how my dad felt because he always complained when i was growing up about madden getting too like user friendly with you know save save the computer got the interception for you i'm like okay i was like i'm 10 years old I, i don't know how to switch the db and move my guy you know there's certain things i'm still learning no, if you got it for you, yeah. really I'm like, okay. So maybe that's right. Maybe we're just getting old. I don't want to. I don't want to think I'm aging out in my mid twenties, though. God. I mean, dude, at the rate that you know Games these uh, like these gameplay mechanics are are progressing. I mean, like as far as genres do, like like the blur between genre lines and video games is is become so so uh there's so much overlap is what i'm trying to say like like you said the games that i grew up playing as far as madden and things like that in the mid-2000s and stuff they were very arcade like experiences there weren't as many like skill trees badges perks like you go into madden you've got all these different like prototype court you know dual threat quarterback pocket passer you know gunslinger and then there's perks and perks and perks and badges and all these different things and like bro that was not a thing when when i was like started playing and here's the your your coaches exactly tree of like but i'm sorry to cut you off but thanks for bringing that up because i forgot about it your offensive coordinator your defensive coordinator and the head coach have skill trees in your franchise I'm like, okay if you upgrade this you know your tight ends get better pass blocking i'm like oh my god i was like this is too much I really almost did because I was like, this is too much for me to deal with. <laughs> it's the thing of we saw it happening, but like uh, once, you know, maybe in the late 2000s, early 2010s, we saw that progression. But like every game now has these 
what we would traditionally kind of call like RPG mechanics, where it's just skill trees, perks, all these different abilities and nuances to the gameplay. Every game now has pretty much become a, an RPG. Like Madden is pretty much just a, a an RPG with a football presentation. Like, you know, your wide receiver may be like, have a really, really fast, really, you know, um, not super strong, can't really like get a lot of powerful catches, but maybe like more of a Deshaun Watson build. Like that's a, that's an archetype. That's a build of a player or a character. Same where if like you go into Skyrim or, you know, an RPG, you'd be like, oh, this is my mage. He's not good with physical combat, but he's good with like spell casting. And like, it's like, it's the same overlap of like, that's where I feel like these sports games are at, bro, where they're just like these in-depth RPGs, how I see them when I look at them at their core. Granted, it's football, and it, it's like it takes away from – it's like think about casually trying to start like uh, fucking Pillars of Eternity or like casually trying to get into like, you know, uh, Dark Souls 3. Like it – you know, or like trying to casually get into like a very, very in-depth – RPG. Those are not casual experiences, bro. Exactly. Like, that's how I feel about Madden now, where it's like, or even 2K or FIFA, or not FIFA, not so much. FIFA's still, I don't know. FIFA's in a weird spot. But like Madden, especially, where it's like, there's so much depth to the mechanics and skill trees and perks that it's like, if you're, if you've never watched football and you just pick up Madden, you're going to be so lost to the same degree as if you were to just randomly pick up a fallout game with no context and try to figure you're gonna be like what the fuck is rads you know what i mean you're like i don't why do i have this thing on my wrist yeah and it's Shout like to, you know, you know the, me who did that i was so confused i was like i'm gonna learn huh <laughs> but it's just wild now man where it's like you know um yeah so it's yeah. so i'm gonna say yeah. Man's for you, man's for yeah. you. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna give. Gonna give us some more time, but uh, I don't know. I'm glad you're giving it more time, though. I think that's cool. Well, I can't. Um, I can't and if you, I bought, I bought the digital. <laughs> it's my. Bought the digital. Yeah. You know, I can't be like, I. Yeah. I'll trade this in for twenty bucks. You know, I bought it for seven. They'll turn it back. They'll turn it back. But yeah. something I have been playing, which is a game I never beat. I'm just gonna quickly one eighty we'll away from all the sports talk because. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. So. Am I, my time of Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So give me a story game to play. So was, happy Labor Day weekend, yeah, everybody! Happy Labor Day weekend. Uh, shout out to all the laborers. I don't know. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's not like Memorial <laughs> Day weekend where it's like you know, thanks for your service. You know, shout out to everybody putting in that that yeah, work, you know, putting in I was that blue collar boy, that, one hard work, on white collar. You know, blue collar wasn't my hey, life. And I couldn't do it. My back started hurting after two weeks. So. I feel it, man. It's, you know, ain't for everybody, you know, to each his own. But everybody out there working hard. Hope everybody, if you're off work, hope you're able to enjoy your, your break, some vacation with the family, enjoy some time off, just sitting and watching, you know, something on Netflix or HBO Max or something. Yeah, whatever. check out Rings of Power. So shout out to y'all. Check out Amazon Prime's Ring of Power. Oh, yeah. Rings of Power. Talk about something I've been watching. Came out. Love that show. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah? Well, I also love, like, The Hobbit. I love Lord of the Rings. You know, I love Middle Earth and all that. Geek right. shit. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But that show, it's it's pretty good. And it's got me on, like, I want the next episode already. So they released the first two episodes. Nice. And I watched the first one. What's today? Okay. So I watched the first one Friday night. We're recording this on Sunday for all y'all listening. So I had to 
restructure my weekend. It's been weird. Um, mm-hmm. So I watched first one Friday night, and then I watched second one Saturday, and I was like, come with the third one. Because like, they left mm-hmm. them both on cliffhangers. And I was mad about gotcha. it. I was like, you can't do that to me. Don't leave me on cliff. <laughs> Give me something. Give me a little nibble of what's Dude, that's the story. worst. Yeah, that's the worst. So of course, for the next hour long, y'all are going to hear about me talking about Rings of Power because that show's fire. Um, but I've been playing Spider-Man. Absolutely. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. Oh. So I'm a ter- Insomnia. I'm a terrible video Shouts gamer. Ramsey can attest to this. Um, I just buy games. Nah. It, I, think. I, think I, just, I think I just buy oh, games. Oh, you do that, money. yeah. I think it's like my way of like, still spending money. You know, Madden detests that. It's your hobby, man. I mean, I think that's, that's fine. You know? So, I'm yeah. really immersed in that. So, then I also started watching Spider-Man. So, The Amazing Spider-Man's on Netflix. So, I watched that. And I was like, you know what? I got a question for Ramsey. Who do you think What's up? the best live-action Spider-Man is? Because we talked about this at work. Oh, God. And I said, you know, well, we can't really throw Tobey Maguire in this conversation. Because he's like our, our precedent. He was the one who set the standard. You think? Why can't he be thrown in there? I think he he's can. The, he's the standard setter, you know. Okay, you, sure. You, you can't, okay. you know, be like, who's the best, you know, number five in NBA history, and only have Bill Russell, Kareem, and Wilt, because they kind of came after right. each other. So you have one who sets a precedent, and the rest kind of follow suit. So okay. Who do, you, who do you think is the best live-action Spider-Man between... When we'll throw Toby in, but you can only, mm-hmm. you can only throw Toby in with that, uh, Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. Cut him some slack on the first one. All these stipulations, bro. Why, why are y'all doing this to... <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are putting so much pressure on yourselves to make this decision. Um, no pressure. It's no pressure. It's just a conversation topic. Look, I want to say the video game's great. I'll, I'll get back on that, too. Sorry, I'm off topic. As hell no, no, today. bro. We're just hey, we're catching up. We're we're back. We're back. Yeah, it's been busy. Crazy. I've been on overtime. Zach has been sick. He's been working, doing his thing. He had some family stuff pop up last week, so we're we're just back. We're we're vibing. This is a good, relaxing episode. Chill. I hope y'all are enjoying it. Sorry if we were complaining too much about sports games, but you know, if you're a fan of sports games, you know how it goes. It's just you get. You get abused yeah. every year, and, you know. You get tired of it, and then you just come right back more for more. It's 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 weird. We it's a weird relationship. Our bank get fucking bankrupted. Every yeah, year. It's ridiculous. I, it's it's hard. It's self inflicted though. I could stop at any moment, but we don't. I have a problem. I told myself I wasn't gonna we buy don't. Madden, and I was like, yeah. just looking at the store, and I was like, yeah, it looks pretty good. I was like, oh, the graphics look pretty good. And so I, I went on YouTube, and I was like, oh, the graphics look really good. Sorry, and I bought. Them. It's also. It's also one of those things of like it's one of the few games that I know most of my friends I've grown up with are gonna play right. every year. So it's like since I don't get to see them a lot in person anymore, it's like our time to kind of hang out, you, play with you know, them. catch play up, yeah. talk shit, and yeah, man. So it's like I I like it's almost like they've become the 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 games being like FIFA, Two K, Madden, sometimes what have you, like. It's almost like I'll just pay just to hang out with my friends. It's like I'm not even paying for the game anymore at this point. It's just to spend time with it's the a hefty price tag. So it's uh, yeah, I know, man. It pisses me off, but it is what it is. I mean, I'm I'm grateful for it because hey, online gaming is beautiful. So I'm happy to have it. But like, live in a you know, it uh, it's 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 a mixed bag. It's it's a lot of nuance to the situation. But anyway, you know, we come back oh. every year. It's our own fault. Self inflicted. <laughs> what was the question, Spider Man? <laughs> hefty, hefty, hefty price tag. Sorry about my. My English is lost. Okay. Um, a certain remaster came out Friday. Uh, what, Spider-Man? 
certain remaster came out Friday. We've talked about it on the show. Oh, oh. Last of Us. Last of Us. Remaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, remake, remake, remake. Shit, what it is. 70 bucks. <laughs> oh, shit. Sev- Come se- back, coming in 70 hot. bucks, Sony? <laughs> 70, 70 bucks. You know, the game, like I said, uh, you know, because it's, it's Labor Day weekend. I've been relaxing. I've been, you know, chilling. Right. And it came out. So I've watched some streamers play it. Looks beautiful. Yeah. Won't lie. It looks it like a phenomenal re- remake. Absolutely. Not bucks. Absolutely. No, no, no. Look. I'm not no. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. I was close. But I said. Yeah. I thought yeah. about it. I thought about it too. I wasn't close. I was like 50, 60. I was about 50. I was never overwhelmingly like I should just I was buy like it. I was about 45, 50% there. I was 70. So like, I, was on, I was on the page. I was like, it's right there. But that price Listen. tag was screaming at me. And my brain was like, if you buy it for 70, you will hate yourself for it. You're a part of the And problem. I was like, you're yeah. right. You know what? I will hate myself. I'm not going to buy it. So I didn't buy it. I was like, I'll wait for it to go on. Look. Side. Hey, listen. Shout out to you for sticking to your guns and 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 you know being cool. Nah, had it been fifty, being level headed and, and not commit. Oh, it would have been a cop, easy cop, bro. If it was fifty, I would have bought it. But like, here's the thing: if if anyone who's excited about the Last of Us remake, I'm good. I'm happy for you. I hope you're enjoying it. It looked fantastic. I've been watching Hollow play it. Well, shout out to Hollow. He's a really good streamer on YouTube. Um, makes gameplay videos, and um, when watching him play it looks phenomenal it's the last of us man like it, it's a it's a masterpiece in gameplay design and storytelling and in world building it's it's a masterpiece it was a masterpiece then it's a masterpiece now that that was never in in question of the quality of the actual game everything that we had talked about in the previous episode of late night gamer which if you haven't listened to it please go give that a listen i think it was episode two maybe one or two um I, there were, I think there were some audio issues on that episode, so, you know, we apologize. Oh, we're, we're working on fixed. it, and we're getting better. But if you're able to kind of get through the audio issues, there was some good conversation around that. But um, the biggest issue that I expressed, and Zach was expressing his opinions on as well, I just felt like it. we didn't really need it, and this wasn't for Last of Us fans. This wasn't for fans of the game who had played this before. This is for the newcomers that will come to this game when the last of us show on hbo max inevitably comes out and people fall in love with it like they fall in love with all of the hbo classics of of you know of the past and they're gonna be like huh maybe i should give this game a try you know what i've heard of the last of us being a really good game maybe i should go check it out and they're gonna end up trying to find a ps5 and they're going to play Last of Us for the first time. And they're going to have a great time. And I'm happy for those people. With you, Zach, I just felt like $70 is a little bit steep, bro. That was my main issue of like, for $70 for a game that I don't really feel like needed a remake. Because the, the original came out in 2013. It hasn't even been a decade. It hasn't even been a decade since the original. Yeah. Like, I know that it's outdated, you know, by by industry standard. Like... But we have the remaster that came out in 2014, I think, on the PS4. And it's, like you said, it's already playable. It's in the PlayStation collection. We we, we went through all yeah, that. Already, you know, already. shout out to the people who are enjoying that. Shout out to the people who are enjoying the game. I, I just, $70 is a lot, bro. But I, I ain't gonna lie. I did here's, think about it. I thought about set. it. I was like, I was like, damn, I could play The Last of Us a little bit before the show. You know what I'm See, saying? Play part two again. I was like, no. And I stopped myself. I said, bro, this shit's not worth That's $70. Why I picked up but shout out to you. I needed something. 
And I was like, look, I haven't beat Spider-Man, but I know Spider-Man's story well enough, and this is a newer story, but I know the villains, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'll just play this. Love that I'm playing, because I'm, I'm in love in this game right now. Like, I... Beyonce and it's I a had a little date day this morning because she's ahead of me. Oh. And she Shout was doing her. a little paint by number because I was still playing Spider Man. I was like, let me do a story mission real quick. And I was doing a story mission. She's like, do you want to do one more? And I was like, no, no, because if I keep doing them, I'll just keep going. Uh, you yeah. won't stop. She's yeah. Like, yeah. She's like, I think I know you well enough. So. And then we watched Game of Thrones. Grand so. don't stop. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we nice. first episode. Nice. I've never seen that either. I've just been uh, on it so far. I was kind of upset again. Don't leave me on cliffhangers. I hate that. But you have to. I think when these weekly episodes, because that was a episodic thing that came out every week, you kind of have to leave people on cliffhangers mm-hmm. to come back the next week, come back the next week, blah, blah, blah. I feel it. Yeah, I need to get back on watching more shows. I uh, Like I said, I think I had talked about it on the podcast and I told you, I watched Tekken Bloodline, which was really good. Um, and uh, I've been watch me and my girlfriend, we'd, we've been doing movie nights, and that's been really fun. So we'll watch new movies, older movies. This past week, we went back and we watched uh, the Adams Family together. Had uh, made some tacos, had some drinks. It was it was nice. So, um, yeah, and it was it was just a great night. And um, so, Bubby, if you're listening, hi, hi. <laughs> and uh, speaking of her, um, there's another thing I've been playing uh, that you and me have shared a common love for. A a uh, we've we've spent many a nights playing together. And um, it's a franchise that I think we both have uh, very good memories and very good. Um, it just it has a special place, and I think in our in our hearts as gamers. That's a lot of and, love. Uh, for that's it. Destiny, and uh, and that, that's Destiny, and Destiny Two specifically. And so I haven't played Destiny since Shadowkeep. Um, that was the last DLC I spent any time with, and I I always come back to destiny it's kind of just like that it's like coming home you know it's just comfort food it's you know to exist in that world here lance reddick's voice you... zavala just guide you yeah, yeah exactly talk to ikora you know talk to Shax. hear Shax talk my ghost lord saladin rpk fuck you oldren forever um you know just talk to all hey, the npcs holiday man. Are you not updated on the story? His name is Crow. I don't give a fuck what his name is now. I'm going to remember that motherfucker Prince Aldrin for Body of K like he did. And I ain't never going to forgive him. I don't give a fuck. This isn't. Look, I know in Game of Thrones, you know, we just all look past Jamie Lannister pushing Bran off that, you know, ledge. Spoilers for Game of Thrones. I'm sorry if you haven't watched it by now. But, hey, if you haven't, you know, I'm sorry. And I apologize. You can... You know, air out your frustrations with me. It's at Ramsey A A R R on IG. If you got, you know, if we got an issue, but we all forgave Jamie Lannister. You know, and we all kind of understood where it was coming. It's fuck Aldrin forever. Nice. I don't care if his name's nice. the Crow now. Fuck him forever. He killed Cade. Ain't no forgiveness in my heart for that bitch mate, motherfucker. Moving on from that though, uh, someone that I do have love about her for my girlfriend. She's lovely, Jade. She uh, she expressed interest in like you know what. I think I might want to try out Destiny. And I was like, really? What? Where did this come from? The new Lightfall expansion. They just had their trailer and the reveal and all that stuff. I was super excited. And I was expressing to her, like, man, I'm, I think I'm going to hop back into Destiny. Like, this is really awesome. The game looks like it's going in a cool direction, new aesthetic to it. I'm just really excited for this kind of, like, refresh of content 
for for Destiny 2. I always love the big refreshes, you know, whether it be Forsaken, Witch Queen back in the day, it was Taken King or Rise of Iron. I always love the big refreshes because it just gives a new new life to the world. And so um, when they revealed Lightfall, I was expressing how excited I was there. And she was like, you know what? I think I want to give it a shot. I, it looks cool. I, I want to try it and like hop in. And so me and my girlfriend have been playing through Destiny 2 and I've been trying to level, help level her up, explain, you know, some of the progression. She's a pro and she knows how to figure her way around, you know, games uh, pr- pretty, pretty well. She's big Bethesda fan, big Arcane fan specifically, and she's been playing a lot of Fallout 4 in the past year or so. So she's, she's used to, you know, kind of switch, you know, going through menus and figuring out where things are. But Destiny can be confusing, especially if you're not used to that um, style of game. And uh, we've been playing through. It's been a ton of fun. Um, she's playing as a warlock. I'm playing as my hunter. Um, shout out my Titans. It's out been there, a best, best class in the game. Shout out to the Titans, bro. I used to. I played Titan all of D1, and I played Titan in D2 to start off. I tried uh, my hunter build because I wanted to get the platinum. So I uh, and you had to upgrade all the classes. And I went to the the hunter, and I was like, oh, this shit hit different. And I just never went back. But shout out to all the shout out to everybody, bro. I love all the classes. I'm not one of those people who's like a oh, hunter over an elitist, you know, whoever. Nah, nah. I, I I love all the classes, but hunter just fits how I like to play better. But titans are dope, and a lot of the new titan abilities are really cool. You know, uh, nothing like a good uh, shoulder charge mm-hmm. from a titan with that art class. You know, they just come through and they just you know Brian Dawkins your ass. You know, in the middle of a crucible match, and you're just like, God, you know. I felt that through my chest. And, through and the if controller. you got the right exotics yeah. on, that shit spreads. Oh. Right? Oof. Oof. I'll say, Oof. Gotta love I it. I am a bit of a, a snob. Not a big fan of the Warlock jump, so I kind of stray away from Warlocks. <laughs> I'm more of a Hunter Titan guy. I can't really, It's so the funny. The Warlock floats not for me. I like, you know, the jumping at its finest. Bro, my girlfriend, she's been losing her shit trying to figure out the warlock jump bro and i i i'm she's she's a trooper she's she's working through it and i'm trying to explain to her like look it's not a you thing everyone who's ever played warlock goes through this it's just a steep learning curve of figuring out the feel for it once you get it it it'll be easier it'll never be quite right for me because i'm not a warlock main i'm sure some of the warlock mains would disagree but um, yeah, dude, that that's funny that you mentioned that because that has been a that's, big yeah. issue for her. Because there's so much platforming in Destiny, especially Destiny Two. There's a lot of platforming, and I love that. But you know, for Warlocks, it, it gets it gets a little dicey sometimes. That is one thing but, I love uh, about Destiny Two is they upped the platforming. I think Destiny One didn't have a lot of it around, like it was there, but yeah. they definitely like upped it and just the play, not the play, uh, the planets, atmosphere, and like the cityscapes you go to. They definitely said, you know what, we're going to up it up. You guys got these jumps, we're going to make you get there using these jumps. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, not to go on too long with the Destiny talk, but uh, we started, we uh, we were able to get all of her subclasses. So she got her, her Solar, her Arc, and her Void subclasses. Um, and uh, we're working on getting her um, all her supers, abilities, and just maxing out her, her skills tree, doing all that. But we started the Witch Queen expansion because 
when we were talking and I was trying to figure out, okay, what would be the best way for her to start off? I thought about taking her back to Beyond Light and playing through Shadowkeep and stuff, but I was like, you know what? Witch Queen seems to be the like really, really uh, great piece of content that a lot of diehard D2 fans are preaching about in the past year, uh, especially since I think it just came out in February. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just hop into Witch Queen. We'll play it together for the first time. And she's into, you know, like uh, a lot of characters that deal with like witchcraft and um, more magic based and like oh, that kind of her, darker. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, dude, you know what? Let's just do that. Like, because I, I, I really wanted to hopefully set it up to where, like, look, if I can play the Destiny with my girlfriend consistently, dude, that's a dub. That's a W. So I'm like, let me set this up for the best possible chance for you to to love Destiny how I love it. Or at least, you know, enjoy it and have fun with it for however long, you know, you, you would like to. So we started playing Witch Queen, and um, it's been so much fun playing with her. It's been a, been a blast, now, are you doing and I'm enjoying legendary? it. Okay. No. Because here's the thing, like I said, I want her to have fun. Well, She's a new player. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal, and I didn't want to do that to her on her first playthrough. And um, so we're doing the classic. But I think what we'll probably do, we may need your help because uh, once we finish the main campaign, I think we're gonna go. I'm gonna try to see if she's if she's still into it. Like, hey. Let's run through the the legendary run, get some of that the the gear and the loot and the different perks you get from that legendary run. So I might need your your help to help us run through because then we'll have a guardian warlock. I'm not guardian, a titan, a warlock, and a hunter will be fully stacked out. But it's been a blast, man. Like I'm so happy to be back in the destiny. It's like I every time I come back to destiny, I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I fucking love this game, and I love the lore, I love the characters, I love the gameplay, I love the everything about it man it's the music i it's just i like i for every time i come back to it it's like i forget like oh yeah i do love this this franchise it's like it's it's so great it feels great like it's kind of like home yes like you it feels so normal like it just because it's we've been playing this since 2014 so it's almost been a decade yes i've spent almost half my life playing destiny like that's that's crazy to think. But, yeah, yeah, that know, is wild. There are also people who've been playing World of Warcraft for twenty years. True. So if they think about like if I think about it that way, I hope Destiny sticks around. I want to know what their time. I hope they don't leave. Like I hope they continue to give us stuff. No. Like I know because I watched the showcase. That's what they call them, not the Vidal. Yeah. Yep. And they're like, Destiny's not going anywhere. And I was like, thank God. And I was like, that's like my haven. And I was like, sometimes when I don't have any game to play, I just go back to Destiny. I just play it. Same, man. It's, oh man, it's just, it's the best comfort food yes. in the world. And it's, uh, it's, oh man, it, it's like, I, I just, ah, uh, I, I, I don't even have the words to describe like how nice it is to come back to Destiny and be like, oh man, the EDZ, I get to talk to Devrim K. And it's like, even the characters that like, I don't really think about too much. I'm like, dude, I really do love all these characters. I love the world that they have. I love Bungie, man. They're they're one of my favorite devs ever. And honestly, like Insomniac and Bungie are probably my top two devs ever. Um, I love all everything they do. And Bungie, man, there's just I'm sorry, got the sucker punch in there too. 
Oh, respect. I was just saying my personal favorites. I'm thinking like best ones. Like those three. Oh, best devs? Oh, there's plenty. There's plenty. I mean, dude, Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, like. um, I I even forgot. Last of Us comes out and I already forget about Naughty Dog. Probably because it's a yeah, $70 bro, price tag. Fuck you, Sony. I mean, bro, there's... <laughs> yeah, honestly, that, that'll piss you off. But no, dude, there's... there's, I agree. There's tons of great studios. Great Gorilla with Horizon. Like, there's tons of great studios. But for me, like... Yeah, Insomniac and Bungie. It, it, Bungie and... They're, they're the comfort food, man. Like, I can play Spider-Man or Ratchet and Clank at any moment and just have a great time at any point. Like, and I... I can play those games endlessly. I'll never get tired of them. And same with Bungie. Like, like you said, we're almost a decade in on on Destiny as a franchise, and I'll ne- I can come back to Destiny two, and and just still be in wonder every time I come back to it. And it's like I'm like I get excited about going to the tower, talking to Holiday, or like just going to see what like Ada fifty one, or going to find the janitor, see where he's at, just sweeping up shit, or like. And each new character that they introduced, whether it was Drifter, or, um, uh, Anna Bray, or um, God, what's the dude in the uh, the asteroid reef? Uh, Spider. Spider. Um, like, dude, like I, I just uh, bitch ass Aldrin or Eris Morn or like all these people, man. I just like and the new little the character for the Witch Queen, uh, Finch, the the ghost, the rebel ghost. Like that, he's such a cool character. Like, ah, man, I love that world. So anyway, I'm just. I'm just uh, gushing over uh, Destiny right now, and I, I love the game. I'm so happy to uh, you know be able to experience it with uh, you know someone I care about, you know like my girlfriend, and and um, have her experience it. And she seems to be having fun, so it's just been a great experience, man. I'm just like I'm excited about the first time. That has to be a great feeling. And it, like, just to, just to see dude, you, like it, learn these new areas. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like just to see that. Has no, to be you're so good. Fun. Dude, it's so cool, especially, like, she's coming in at such a high point in the franchise, too. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm introducing her to it during, like, fucking Warmind or something. You know what I mean? Like, like Witch Queen, like, I, I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't even feel bad or, like, be mad or, not. I would never be mad if she didn't like it. But, like, I couldn't even be like, oh, stick it out. Like, it gets better. Like, no, Witch Queen is, like, I'm playing it and I'm, like, experiencing it for the first time. I'm like, oh, this 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 is really good like this is taking what they did in forsaken and being like okay how can we do it better how can we make it more immersive and i'm like i can't wait to hit that legendary playthrough that's gonna be crazy because the horror elements that they introduce in witch queen are fucking awesome bro like the sound design when you're in the dark and Oh my god, dude, it's just so good and you're in the throne room or you're in savathun's realm and you're just like the eeriness of it's quiet and then you just look and there's enemies just oh man i i love it and the the scorn are such a um a, a really creepy enemy same with the taken and the hive were i love the taken king from d1 and um to see that kind of energy but like now with years and years of knowledge of expansion after expansion to be like okay let's take what we built on in the taken king but do this in a different way with everything we've learned since man it's just it's been such a fun experience and um i'm excited to hop in with you too because um yeah that legendary playthrough maybe run some some strikes and stuff oh, so yeah, I'll bring out the uh, right now i'm just kind of man yeah he's got like th- he's got like eight thousand <laughs> kills on destiny too. dude i don't even know where my stats are at I, i'm i'm excited to like you know get get you know jay through the campaign 
see where she's at and if she's down keep grinding trying to hit max light yeah. really or at least close to max light because i'm not a hardcore raider so uh, too for life only yeah. anyway they usually like they bump everybody to yeah. the same level for starting so even if you That's get close fair. like and you're yeah. like five off or whatever you're, you're still set yeah um, I think I think Max Light right now is like fifteen eighty. So if I can get in like the fifteen seventy to seventy five range before uh Lightfall comes out and then like work on getting some exotics and I don't know, man, just back on the grind. So and it feels really nice, especially after how we I talked about Saints Row being kinda of disappointing. It's really nice to be like, Man, that kinda of bummed me out, but to come back to Destiny and play with my girlfriend for the first time, like, dude, that come on, man, that's just it's fucking awesome so i'm loving that and 2k comes out next week so you know begrudgingly i'll probably buy that and uh i probably have fun with that as well i'm i think gaming's in a good spot for me for the rest of the year i know sonic's on the front on the uh on the horizon in the next couple of months i'm excited to play sonic and still got some yeah bro listen my i look i'm i'm I, I'm I'm not gonna justify my decisions. Uh, for for I just God of War. I respect it. It's just not my thing, you know. But I'm I'm excited to see people's response. I'm excited to watch, uh, content creators make gameplay walkthrough videos of it because I'm gonna watch them. And it, eventually, when it comes to PS Plus or you know the PS Games catalog, a couple years from now, I'll play it. Um. But for right now, I'm just gonna enjoy, enjoy other people's reactions, and I can live vicariously through you and and some of my friends. Sure, so I'm playing that game. Yeah. I can't wait. I've like I've not watched a trailer on it. I'm going in blind. Like I'm just excited for it. Respect to you, bro. That's hard yeah, to do, man. So day respect day to you. Oh my god. Hell yeah, bro. They be trying to spoil you every day you wake up. And one thing I'll say <laughs> before we get back to the topic of who's the best live action Spider Man, because that's where the conversation started. Craziness. Oh God! I'll be, I'll be a quick Damn! Topic, I, guess. I thought he forgot. Yeah, I ain't Damn. forget that one. That's that's. Um, <laughs> Damn! I have mad respect for Bungie. So they started out. They worked with Activision. That deal ended, and they had they hit a rough spot for like a year, but they've really mm-hmm. worked their way through and like became a predominant developer slash publisher now. Because I guess they publish Hell their own yeah. game and their own content. Look, I'm gonna say it like this: People can come at me if they want, and I'm I welcome the debates, a healthy debate. Just don't be disrespectful, please. Um, Bungie's the go to this shit in terms of first person shooters. They're they're the go they're the go to FPS, and they're now I can Fortnite I think is the goat of live action service games because I think they've just done it better than anybody to ever do it at least thus far. Um, and I'm talking about live service games. I'm not talking about ongoing games like a Minecraft or you know something like that because that's a different genre. You're but really for WoW like, or like, uh, was it uh, Guild Wars? WoW's a MMO. WoW's a MMO. It's so a I don't put that in the same. It is a service, but I think it's different because WoW. Hey, I guess it's in there. Honestly. I, I get what I get what yeah, you're saying. I get what you I, I they're they're hard to compare because Fortnite's free to play. WoW is a subscription service, so it's like it's hard to compare MMOs like Final Fantasy and World of Warcraft because they're subscription yeah. services, basically. You know what I mean? Like they're not Warzone, they're not Fortnite, Destiny, or PUBG. Like it, it's this. You're right. If if we're including WoW or something like that, then yeah, I would say WoW. They're kind of hard to fuck with because I mean. 
20 year run and they're still one of the most played games in in the industry to this day to this day to this day you know insert (laughs) you know um i mean but if that yeah because is fortnite doing what they've done for 25 years six years now yeah since what bro like 2017 2016 yeah so it's like they, they're just on a on a run. I think Destiny laid the foundation for that though, which in my opinion, I think they're to go to that shit. Like Destiny was the real first, like what we know of today as a live service game. Excluding WoW, excluding Final Fantasy Fourteen, or even a game like, you know, Counter Strike or Minecraft or something like that that are that are ongoing games, but I don't consider them live service. Like the idea of like a season pass kind of game. That's what I'm really getting to, uh, Zach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a like Apex and shit like that, where it's like, you know you're gonna get a battle pass and the ongoing cosmetic and like grind to up you know, that Destiny kind of shit. Like Destiny like they laid the f- and they're still doing it. Like they're still doing it, and they're still telling really good stories in that world. They have an ongoing story. They have ongoing characters that are fucking awesome. The gameplay is phenomenal. Like it's getting better. It's getting better every year. And I'm just like, Bungie is goaded forever. Forever. They made the Halo trilogy, innovative first-person shooters in the console space forever like you forever that 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 is stamped on their legacy and now to do this with destiny with another franchise it's like bro it's it kind of reminds me of like you know uh, i'm a i'm a basketball fan and uh casual in at this point in my life but um i used to be a lot more into basketball and like uh huge kobe fan rest in peace to kobe uh and, and Gigi. you know the horrible incident that happened a few years ago you know still miss them you know his his their impact is Kobe is, he's a legend, bro, and uh, so RIP to him and, you know, everything with that, but to Kobe's, his legacy, right, when he was with Shaq, you know, they won three rings dominant, when he split up with Shaq, he still had another Hall of Fame career after that, won two chips, scoring champion, you know what I mean, all-star appearances, uh, like, like, I and this almost feels like Destiny's, like, second arc after Halo, and the fact that they're, like, still doing it i just i don't know still bro that, it, it's it, it's just awesome to see bro like it's like you forget that they made halo and they're still like their legacy just continues to grow from what they've done with destiny i can't wait to see what new projects that they make while still having destiny as well you know i'm, I'm excited i have faith in them i hope they don't spread themselves too thin but i love them as a studio and that's me hopping off the bungee bandwagon because i'm just a you know, Bungie and Insomniac, man, I could I could go off on day on them. So. But I'm, yeah, I I apologize if I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm hyping them up a little bit to those of y'all who are listening. So I they're just working. love them. They they're they're my favorite studios, man. Right, I love so them. I'm gonna so reposition much, so. my question. This is how we're gonna wrap the show. Uh, God okay. damn it. Okay. No, I'm not. No, like, I can't English right now. Perfect example. Don't gotta go into a lot of detail. Who portrays Spider-Man? Who portrays Peter Parker the best out of the three actors that have been the live action? And give me some background. Like, give me some... uh... I think that... 
explanation why. Here's how I. Here's how I. Okay. It's kind of a. Let me explain it, and then I'll give you my my full answer because I love Spider Man. You know, Spider Man is my favorite comic book yeah. character, and I won't make this super long. But let me just say this first, and then I'll give you my answer. So I've always kind of looked at it since Tom Holland has been introduced into the as the new Spider Man in recent years or whatever. He's the current Peter Parker uh, in Spider Man. I've always kind of felt that I've always enjoyed Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man more. I've enjoyed Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker more. And I think Tom Holland is the best of both worlds. He's the best overall. Um, I, I think... When Tobey Maguire was in the suit, I really enjoyed it. He had his issues outside of the suit as Peter Parker, whereas I felt like he kind of portrayed Peter in a different light. Um, and not bad. I think a part of that is just Sam Raimi's style of directing. We could go on about that in another yeah, episode, breaking episode. down, you know. So I won't go into that. Andrew, I felt like he was just so charismatic as Peter Parker. Um, his Spider-Man, I enjoyed, but... I never, the stakes that I felt when, say, a Tobey Maguire fought uh, Norman Osborn, like the stakes as, as Spider-Man did it, it, it didn't hit me in the same way. They were still really great, the fight with Electro, fight with uh, Lizard, with, uh, you know, Kirk Connors, um, you know, it, I will it, say great one moments, before, but, but that movie's bad. Which one? The, the first one or the second one? It's a bad movie. The first one? Why do you think it's bad? You don't... So, what's great about Spider-Man, the 2002 Spider-Man with Willem Dafoe, Tobey Mm -hmm. Maguire, is that you get Spider-Man quick, right? He gets bit in the first 15 Mm -hmm. minutes. He's Spider-Man. Like, you know he's Spider-Man now. And Mm -hmm. then we get background, okay... How is Willem Dafoe becoming the Green Goblin? What's happening? That performance, by the way, Oscar worthy. Oh yeah, Willem Dafoe is awesome as Green um, Goblin. Yeah. I just feel like you didn't give me too much explanation with Kirk Connors, and it felt like the movie was rushed. Like I felt like Kirk Connors gets introduced, introduced, mm-hmm. introduced, and mm-hmm. it's like two fights done. So, right. and while, like, Willem Dafoe, he goes and he blows up the military guys, and then he meets Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and then he captures Spider-Man at uh, the Daily Bugle, and then mm-hmm. he goes into the house that was on fire, messes with Spider-Man, and asks him about his proposal, and then we get, like, so we get more detail on the villain. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just, it didn't feel like a good movie to me. Again, I guess third time I've ever seen it, though, so I can't really say too much, but. I understand. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't, like, I respect your opinion on it for sure. And I don't disagree that it, I won't, I won't, I can't really argue what it's like a, an objectively good movie. I'd say I enjoy it for what it is. It's a different take on the character. I think the thing that you can say about all of the Spider-Man is the portrayal of Peter and Spider-Man and all of those movies are drastically different. And I like that we get a different Spider-Man and they were able to 
really bring their own uh, perspective and I think imprint on the character. I think that that's awesome. So I I enjoy all of them um, in terms of their portrayal of Peter and Spider Man. Um, Andrew, I I enjoyed the best as uh, Peter Parker overall because I just felt like he was so charismatic, he was so fun, um, and he was, I think, a good balance of not being super awkward or anything like that. Like he was a cool, he was a cool, he was a nice guy. Like he was a, a nice guy. He wasn't as awkward and uncomfortable as I felt like Peter was portrayed in the Tobey Maguire series. Um, he was just kind of a little to himself, kind of a very smart kid, just kind of like a weird kid, but yeah. like not socially uncomfortable how Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker was. And um, that's something I really enjoy about Andrew. But to answer your question succinctly, and I know you probably won't pop in, I would say Tom Holland is the best. I I don't know which one's my favorite, but I would say Tom Holland is, I think, definitively the best. I think he is the best portrayal of what you think of Peter Parker and Spider-Man in the comic books versus what he appears to be on the live, uh, the, the on the big screen in live action. I think he's the best translation of the character in a live action form, format. Like he feels like what Peter is in the comics. And I think he represents the character very well. And the very like traditional sense of what, who Spider-Man is and who Peter is as a character. I think he does a really good job. He's got the balance of everything. He's got, he can give you some of those darker moments. He can give you a lot of the funner, lighter, quippier moments moments as Peter and as Spider-Man, which I think is important. He can do it all. I think he's the best of the three. Um, I don't know how much of that has to do with like overall direction, him being a part of the MCU and them just having a, a more clear vision. And also Tom has had the other two Spider-Men to learn from. So I, I think that we have to, pay attention to that as well like you know toby didn't have anybody to look to other than the comic books um or other superhero characters like spider-man things like that i mean superman i'm sorry uh in the cartoons you're you're right um andrew had you know had toby look to but tom had toby and uh andrew and all the plethora of cartoons and comics like you said so uh but to his credit he does a phenomenal job i think my favorite is probably toby just because i love that trilogy of movies they're just they just have a special place in my heart, but um, yeah, Tom. Tom, I think is definitively the best. I think he does a great job, and I think his performance in the Homecoming uh, trilogy, like the the Home trilogy of Homecoming, uh, Far From Home, No Way Home, I think he just his progression as a character uh, from Peter, like from Homecoming to No Way Home, I think is just awesome. Like I, I think it's just an awesome arc yeah, as a as a hero. Yeah, I, I think his arc in in the like his trilogy is the strongest all the way through, hands down. His arc is the best, hands down. Every movie can stand on its own way stronger than I think any of the other trilogies as well. Toby, I feel like hits the high points. Uh, he, I feel like Toby and Spider Man Two for me personally hits higher highs. Although No Way Home got really really close, I still think in my heart. Spider-Man 2 is still the best move Spider-Man movie 
in my opinion, it's my favorite, and I think it still is the best Spider-Man movie to date. But No Way Home is 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 really close. Um, but overall, yeah, Tom, Tom is the best. Toby's my favorite, and I love Andrew. I think he's awesome. So that's kind of where I stand. I could agree with that. Um, I think a lot of Spider-Man Two definitely plays on Alfred Molina's portrayal of Otto Octavius. Yes, one hundred percent. I think it's second best villain trail betrayal behind Heath Ledger's Joker. Wow. I don't think there's many. many Oof. That's I yeah. I'm no. I, I'm not saying they like in disagree. I'm not saying in disagreement. I'm just like that's. That's a lot of praise, and rightfully so. He That's, did awesome. I'm just trying to think. Heath Ledger just took that. I mean, that Joker. There's a reason why it's tattooed on my leg. I mean, that sh- that shit hits on so many yeah, it's, levels. It's, I could yeah. watch that movie a hundred times over and never get tired of seeing that portrayal. Yeah. It's an all-time it's great just, performance for sure. And rest in peace, yeah. man. I wish. I wish. Yeah. Rest. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. The Dark Knight Rises would have been so much better had it been him in there with Bane. Oh, what cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. It's it's an all-time uh yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's an all-time great performance in in film history, not just superhero yeah. film history. Um so, yeah, you're right in that. The Alfred Molina as uh Dr. Dr. Octopus or Doc Ock, um Otto Octavius like yeah, it's it's up there, man. I haven't really even given it that much thought, but like you saying it doesn't really I don't really have like too much fight against it he so i mean he does kill it and it didn't feel rushed yeah. it didn't feel like he was forcing anything he it just felt like he knew how to embrace that character and he he, he did he really did. well and he did embracing him pre chip blowing up on him and post mm-hmm. like he just knew kind of what was asked of him i think a hundred percent like um and it's crazy because or not crazy, but it's just super interesting. Like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy, which is the Tobey Maguire trilogy, um, his directing style, his influences hard. were He's a hard uh, definitely. He was a hard director hmm? before he did Spider-Man. It was so crazy to think that he was. He was. He has a lot of horror influences, but when he was uh, making Spider-Man, he had gone back and watched a lot of the older Superman films, and he was trying to establish this timeless new york and you mix that vibe of the older superman films with um uh chris oh god what's his name i'm sorry christopher reeves thank you and thank you and um you you mix that timeless new york feeling that like metropolis you know you think of what that was in those movies and you tie that in with who spider-man is with a character and also sam raimi's horror background in Doc Ock fits so well into that because Doc Ock feels like this creature of the week type of villain, this man whose experiment gone wrong, you know, very similar to Norman and the Green Goblin with his experiments and the commonalities in that where a lot of the villains are just like these experiments gone wrong in Spider-Man. But Doc Ock, from from a visual and aesthetic standpoint of this man turned into, you know, monster theme... Yeah, I, I think it's cool and just being overtaken by his creation that he built of almost becoming his, you know, he is the monster of his own creation. And like, I, I think that that's just such a cool theme that they play around into, along with all the 
um, you know, interpersonal relationships that go on with Peter and MJ and Harry and uh, all of that. Like, I, I think all of that's awesome. And um, yeah, dude, I, I love Spider-Man too. I think the balance and then the motives for why everyone's doing what they're doing is just, is very interesting. It's just, yeah, it's just a compelling movie on all fronts. And I really stand by that. Um, I, I stand by that. It, it feels like a movie where the uh, comic book panels coming to life. And uh, I, I love that about Spider-Man too. But yeah, I could talk about this shit all day, man. So you, you can cut me off oh, no, at any point. Was, but you no, know, I'm with you. Like, and one thing I do love is the callback to Spider-Man Two in the Marvel Spider-Man video game when you fought Mister Negative yes. and you're trying to stop the train. He's like, "That worked the first yep. time." I was like, "Oh, that's such a cool little callback." Like that just yeah made my heart happy. And just you know, I don't know. Spider-Man's always like, I think when it comes to Spider-Man, it's just like you said, Toby's probably just the favorite because he's the original and yeah tom just i think tom just knew what to do and tom's the best tom just I, I think the backing of yeah. kevin feige and having john favreau work with him because as much as people can say it john favreau was in all three of those movies john favreau worked with that kid to help him kind of embrace 100 percent. I mean, tom holland wasn't in too much before spider-man i don't think yeah, he was in he was in a few other projects, but you're a hundred percent right that Spider Man is that's his like, breakout. So, yeah, it's what turned him into the megastar that we know for sure. So I think yeah. he, I think John Favreau just knew how to like direct him on the side without like John Watts directing him. So mm-hmm. I think Tom, Tom's just the best. I think Tom knows how to do Peter Parker and Spider Man. Andrew did good. I think it's just Peter Parker. His Spider-Man need to work. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree 100%. And, and um, the Amazing Spider-Man movies is missing is J. Jonah mm-hmm. Jameson. You, it's it's like having Batman without the Joker. You can't have Spider-Man without J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hell of a statement about J. Jonah Jameson. But, <laughs> yeah, I, in this case, I, I, I'm not going to say you're wrong because I respect your opinion, but you tell me I, I agree. Wrong, I just think that not even having J.K. Simmons, you have a different guy portraying him in The Amazing Spider-Man, having somebody right. saying, Spider-Man is this menace, blah, blah, blah. You know, you just have to have it. And Gwen Stacy's cop dad being that character wasn't it. Yeah, I mean, you know, The Amazing Spider-Mans, I'll say this, they're they're flawed they're not perfect. They're far from it. And as a Spider-Man fan, um, I, I'm i glad that those movies exist. And I wish we would have got a third one um, because I think that that would have possibly helped round out Andrew Garfield's uh, portrayal of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I think it would have helped uh, really put a stamp on his arc as a character because we never really got the resolution of everything that happened in one and two of where he was going to end up as a person. And you kind of see it in no way home. Um, We're picking him up years and years after the events of one and two, but obviously like you can see where his arc was never truly finished. And it, it, and that's why I think no way home is kind of, it's kind of like a cheat code of a movie almost because you you play on so many nostalgic factors that make it what it is 
Um, and that's not to demean it, but it's hard for me to compare like the Spider-Man in in depth of like who's actually better at the character because Tom just has so much working in his favor in terms of previous actors to look at the the direction of the MCU with Kevin Feige and John Favreau, like you said, and just you know him. I I don't know. You just have more material to pull from, and I think a clear direction. But I will say that um, I I love I love them all. You know, I I love them all, man. And I'm glad that the Amazing Spider-Man films exist. They're not great. Um, I think Mark Webb did an interesting job with the Amazing Spider-Man series, but I'm glad that they're there. I think that I'm glad that they went for that style of spider-man the amazing spider-man specifically um and you know it's uh it's 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 i i I can't like i said i can't say you're wrong with anything you're saying i just you know i think i'm just a fan so i just try to appreciate them for what they are but they're very flawed and i think like yeah they they, they're you know they got problems but it is what it is i won't keep going on i definitely do agree we needed that third one because you you, you that would have been so cool in the first one, yeah, who's going in the second one? If y'all think this is a spoiler, this yep. movie came out in like 2013. Fuck if you think this here. is a spoiler, bro, fuck off. Yeah, that's crazy. If y'all, ch- I'm, I, people plus, who are listening, plus, we thank y'all for listening. No but we appreciate home, it. You know that people were making the analogy that him saving MJ and Owen, yeah, that might be a spoiler. It's almost been a year. Nah, fuck him. Fuck him. It's almost been a year. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, it, it's fine, um, bro. You're good. You're good. You never really got... I agree. You never really got the roundup off of that. Like, you needed that... Yeah. What was Spider-Man like after the woman he loves dies? Yeah. You you need that resolution. Oh. And um, we never got that due to, you know... They end up, you know, going in a different direction, obviously, with getting the rights with MCU... Uh, Disney getting the rights, the film rights to Spider-Man at least to split that with Sony, I guess, and uh, you know the rest is history. But um, it would have been nice to get the third movie. I think then we could have a more even discussion because everybody would have a trilogy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you but, can, um, Tom still has more movies. You know. has yeah, and, and Tom's. And that's the thing is, I, I'm interested to see where they go with Tom's character because all the business side of things with sony and disney and how that's going to work out and are these going to be spider-man standalone films are they going to be avengers movies that they're saving him for especially if you watch the end of no way home which i won't spoil um but you know where his character ends up like they kind of have a very like open place to kind of do a lot of things with him so uh it'll be interesting to see how it how his run ends up i will say i hope that they allow tom to to do his thing for a little bit more because i think he's a really great addition to the mcu and i think he's he's had you know one of the better i'd say if not the best movie to come out uh in the most recent phase of 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 movies so um you know shout out to tom man he's killing it shout out to um you know that whole team working on the the home trilogy and uh, yeah, I'm excited. We'll save the MCU talk for another day. I oh, guess, yeah, that's whole... boy. There's it's it's got a lot. We got a lot. <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole tangent right there. There's just too much. Yeah, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, all that. There's, there's so too much there. um, yeah, 
Oh, I watched Doctor Strange too recently, so we'll uh, gotta watch Thor. Comes out this week on Disney Plus for Disney Plus Day, so we'll have a lot to talk about in, next in, week. In, we'll, we'll we'll figure out an episode uh, to really dive into the MCU at some maybe, point. Maybe after Black we'll Panther, we'll kind of her. That'd be that'd be a good Oof. time to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, that's gonna be. It's gonna be any better than the last couple, but. Ah, really? I'm I'm mixed. I I I want it to be. Well, I think directing wise, I want it good. to be like because Ryan Coogler does a really really great job. Ryan Coogler, yeah. I just awesome. think yeah. that right now at the state of the MCU, and obviously there's a big unanswered question with what are we doing with Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa? You know what? What's yeah? What's the plan? And I think that the fact that that's not answered. I think worries a lot of people because they don't know which way they're going. And until we know, we can't give an opinion on the movie. So, well, did you did you watch the trailers for Black Panther? Great. I think it looks, it looks great. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't want because I. Hero, I, I, I think that's who it is. I think that's who it's going to be. Sure. I want that. I want to um, be on hero. Dude, it. I have so many at this point because I mean, obviously, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. You know, legend, um, great actor, not just for. You know his amazing performances, T'Challa. But Robinson, I mean, he's James just been Brown. so Jackie Robinson, James Brown. He's just been, dude, just an incredible actor. And so, rest in peace to him. Um, just legend, king, and um, you know, he his role. It, it's hard because um, where how do you move forward with a franchise after something of that? Yeah. You know, tra like that kind of tragic thing kind of happened. It's just kind of hard to. To this point, it's like I'm coming into it with such an open mind of like whatever direction that they feel is best. I'm just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and just say, hey, just make a good movie. Because I, I don't really even know how you address that, not even from a creative standpoint, but just a human standpoint of like, look, these actors and directors and people like they're people, they're human beings. Like, I, I'm sure that they're like, well, do we want to replace t'challa with a new actor or hat like i'm sure a lot of them are like uh, who wants to who wants to fill those shoes you know what i mean like i it i don't know so i one thing to hey, say is that they're my, not my hats off to them i i just i just want to say like i'm i'm just happy that they're attempting to continue the black panther franchise um in the mcu because we need that like we we need that representation we need that part of the mcu to shine Black Panther is one of my favorite MCU movies. Period. Uh, it's just it's it's amazing. I can watch it at any point. It's just going to be an awesome experience. I'm glad that they're continuing. I'll be open to whatever they decide, and and I hope that I enjoy it. But I'm I'm going to go into it with an open mind at least, and and just kind of put my faith in in them for for doing it. I, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Here's my hope, because I know Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler both said we're not recasting them. They weren't. They they came on and said we're not recasting T'Challa. It would be a disrespect. Mm -hmm. It would be a disservice and disrespect to, to Chadwick Boseman. I hope either a with all the multiverse stuff that they're doing, and obviously I don't like it too much right now because they haven't really gone into much detail on it. But maybe Bro, Killmonger I, oh in God. a different universe turned out to be good, and he's Black Panther, or just because I love Winston Duke so much, Mbaku, Mbaku. becomes fucking Black Panther. 
obviously that's a far stretch that's like the least that's a stretch bro that's a reach yeah his his acting me too he's just such a cool he's awesome so he's awesome yeah that's just my hope i yeah i mean dude i don't even know at this point like i love sherry i i think she's an awesome character and it, it really just depends on not even what happens. I'm more concerned on how do we get there. Yeah, that too. Um, because they can, like for me, I'm at the point where they could pretty much justify a lot of things. Like if M'Baku gets it, cool, as long as the journey is fun. If Killmonger, like you said, through some type of multiverse situation or, you know, thing like that, um, he ends up getting the mantle. If it if the journey isn't interesting and fun, cool. If Shuri gets it, in the in the journey is interesting and fun. There's a couple characters I just don't think it makes sense, like uh, Nupita and Yangu, uh, Nupita Longo, um, Chadwick Boseman's or uh, T'Challa's love interest. I forget her name in the in the movies. Yeah, but, I'm blanking on the name. Um, like I know who you're talking about. But Lupita, like her her character. Um, shout out to her. She's a great actress. Uh, phenomenal. But um. All the actresses in there are phenomenal too. Um, even the the Dora Milaje, the main character, uh, I forget her name, but she's awesome. She was in Walking Dead. Um, she's been yeah. shown from The Walking Dead. Anyway, uh, they're all awesome. Like, but there are certain people that I'm like, I would be cool with Shuri. I would be cool with Mbaku. I'd be cool with Killmonger. Um, anybody other than that, I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm here for the ride. I, I'll say that like. I just want it to be good, really. I, I honestly don't even care how I play. I just want it to be good and make yeah. sense. That's my only hope, because I just, man, that that soundtrack going to fucking slap, though. We already Speaking know that. Speaking of soundtracks, um, way off topic, so. I listened to Kendrick out, Kendrick, Kendrick's album, Kendrick Lamar's uh, Mr. Morrill and the Big Steppers. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Mr. Morrill and the Big Steppers. Yeah, yeah. What do so you think? So good. Top three. Yeah. It's not going to take the first spot for me, but it's top three. Top three, top three albums for him. Oh, Kendrick. Oh, yeah, I've three albums. Okay. albums. Oh god, there's yeah. two. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, what? I was like, damn. I mean, it was good. I, it's not like no, it's you not know. top three for his his discography. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I. It's it's up there, bro. It's it's a great it's project. Third. I mean, um, it's not pushing anything because it can't push to Pimp a Butterfly or Damn. In my opinion. Oh, you got you got Damn at number second. one. Pimp a Butterfly is number one. Damn second. Tabimba yeah. Butterfly. Yeah, Tabimba Butterfly is... Uh, I don't know, bro. Kendrick albums, they're... They're hard for me to gauge. Like, I think... Uh, it probably would be between Good Kid, Mad City, Tabimba Butterfly, and... Uh, Mr. Morale at this point. Damn, I feel like is great. But damn... Is... Damn just has a lot of bops, I think, in my mind. He has a lot of songs I can always just like, back to. Yeah, Damn, Damn is the is the dark side of the mood album yeah. for me. Where it's like, it's just hits. It's hits. And that's not a bad thing at all, but it's just like, we're just going to give you banger after banger. It tells a good story, too, but I love Kendrick when he's really in his bag of like, I want to tell you a story about what's going on in my life or like a snapshot into what my life was or yeah. what have you. Like Good Kid, Mad City, I feel like is just such a great concept album. Yeah, it's fourth for me. Um, and and uh, I feel like To Pimp a Butterfly is just such a, a 
fucking fantastic narrative, you know, about starting off with him writing this this letter to Tupac and about how he's having this dream, how he had this dream, you know, and and the different snippets he puts in, you know, between you know each all the songs and you know, uh, you know, saying you know, I remember you were conflicted or whatever, and like all that shit thrown in there, and it's just like sometimes I did the yeah, same. and it's just like refuse my powerful and, and the. And then the jazz, the jazz influence, and and the what the subject matter of what he's talking about, and the whole to pimp a butterfly like concept of a of the album, I think is just beautiful. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, I think it's really cool. It's a very introspective album. Like it, it really Kendrick is just legitimately talking to you about his life and like what he's been up to, how he's been dealing with, you know, who being Kendrick Lamar, and I think that's just such an awesome thing. You know, he talks about you know father time you know and like dad you know issues with his you know growing up of just like the dichotomy between him and his dad and and now that he's a father and you know things that he's placed and then talks about you know relationships with family there were a couple moments on there that i know a lot of people have some controversy with especially with um you know some of the later tracks dealing with like um the track talking about um you know some of his family members that you know we won't we'll have to go into but um yeah, man, I just think he does a he he really he shares a lot of like insight on where his life is at. Talks about infidelity and you know shit that's just like him being you know like savior. That whole song of just like you know how he's everyone wants to point him as the appoint him as like the savior of hip hop, and he's just like, but what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Like you know what what is that? And like he just plays with how like the music industry looks at him, how the culture looks at him and how he looks at himself. And it's just this interesting dichotomy of like kind of being self, very self-aware and also just giving like cool insight on how he sees things. And I think it's a very, it's a very cool album. I think it's, and I love Drake too. So I'm, I don't, I hate that people compare them side to side, but you know, certified lover boy had just come out not too long before that released. And I think you put the album's, side to side and i'm just like man kendrick's is a very just thoughtful and and introspective album drake's is thoughtful at moments but obviously drake's a different type of artist artist you can just compare them yeah you can't you can't and i'm I'm not but i think they both you know we're going for people would do it's like you have to think about it as like you know there's a reason why we've been able to compare Nas and biggie or not Nas and biggie with Pac and biggie together that's because they kind of wrapped yeah. the same. They wrapped up the same things, so it made sense. But you can't compare like Drake and Kendrick just don't make the same kind of music, so you can't compare them together. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool to compare. I agree hundred percent. I don't like when people try to compare who's better, which is what we're saying. Of like, oh, this person's better than. I think that shit's stupid. It's art. Everything's subjective. Like there, there is no better. It's just what you like more like you're it's art so it's it's everyone has their own opinions and tastes and preferences and all that shit so like i think that's just stupid when people start to do that i know hip-hop is more competitive in terms of like it has that sports-like nature in the culture of it um where everyone wants to be the best mc but i think where we're at right now in hip-hop of like it's like we have three people sharing the throne right now which is drake kendrick and cole and i think they all represent a different part of hip-hop and the culture and, and they all do it in a very um genuine unique way i know each of them 
are are good at different things and I, I think it's cool i think we're in a good state right now with with having those three as like they kind of share that top spot in my opinion um yeah, they're all three number one depending they're all, they're on they're what all three number one if anybody wants to argue that they're like, tied you don't know music yeah in my opinion, i think because they all make different kinds of music i think you're more likely to compare cole and kendrick than you are to compare kendrick and drake or even cole and drake because they kind of they kind of rap like the same not the same style they kind of have the same narrative they're they're socially conscious rappers i I know what you're trying to say they're they're socially conscious rappers whereas drake is trying to make uh a hit maker bangers he's a hit maker he's a hit maker and and he can he can write thoughtful bars like even 7 a.m on bridal path uh off of his recent album i thought was really just drake rapping his ass off for four minutes like he he can he's bar for bar like skill wise on their level i think kendrick and Cole are they they flex that muscle a little bit more than Drake, but Drake can keep up with the best of them. I mean, that's that's why he's up still up there. I, and I'm not I agree with you in what you're saying. I think when people try to compare them, who's better? I just don't think that's a fair conversation because they're all in different lanes at this point. But I think it's cool to compare them stylistically of like which one do people prefer more and things like that. I think it's a fun conversation. But to your point, man, I agree 100. Like you, you, you can't really compare them. They're they're all so different. I I think like you said, Cole and Kendrick, they're in a similar lane. But even them, they're very different in how they execute um, on their visions in terms of what they do. Like Kendrick's jazz influence in his music is just yeah. so heavy. You hear it into Pippa Butterfly and Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. He's just in his Duffy of like musicality. Whereas Cole is just like I'm gonna give you. Double on double and triple entendres, homophones and and all these double meanings and just bar up, you know, and really just like really dive into the exercise of rap and writing sixteen bars for a track or like just going bar for bar with any MC in the game. Like Cole is just really in his duffy on that of like the skill of being a rapper. Kendrick's trying to make these beautiful bodies of work. And Drake is a hit maker, like you said. They're in such different lanes that I think when people start to compare them, it just gets kind of like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are what are we what are we really what are we doing? They're all great. Like, what the fuck are we exactly. here for? And also, know? shout out to J Cole, so, uh, real quick, because uh, my dude got an NBA two K cover. Shout yeah, out to man. Cole, man, I fucking love Cole, bro. He's last he's, thing I want to bring up a goat, music topic, man. and I don't know why, but this memory like, popped up in my head. I was at a Hibachi yeah. restaurant once, right? This is when the baby first started blowing up. And I was with two mm-hmm. buddies. And there was, you know, it's a Hibachi restaurant. So you got like five other people sitting with you. And we were talking about rap, right. me and my one friend. And I was like, you can't compare Cole and the baby. I mean, Cole raps differently for one. And I think Cole, when it comes lyrically, is a better rapper than the baby. And he was like, no, you're wrong. And I was like, the baby makes good. Like, pump me up. I'm about to go, you know off on a football field or whatever kind of music but cole makes music i want to listen yeah. to on a daily and the guy and the yeah. guy at the end of the table was like nah the baby's just better and i was like you're wrong and i was like you can't compare him for one and i was like two the best rapper to come out of north carolina in the past 10 years has been j cole if you think otherwise oh hands down well rhapsody rhapsody okay. but yeah well but she's yeah. underground i get what you mean you're t- we're, we're talking yeah. about mainstream big acts rhapsody is an underground artist um and she's Rhapsody has some mainstream hits. I'm not trying to understand her because she's dope as fuck. But I, I, I'm, I'm not. I just want to throw her in because a lot of people don't know Rhapsody and she's dope as shit. All I'm but, gonna um, say is, yeah. this is, this is a shout out to yeah. the baby. But I love the baby because he's dope. 
Oh. Yeah. J. Cole's never had to cancel a concert because he couldn't sell tickets. Look, man. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm going to say there. Look, man. Hope you have a great Labor Day weekend. Hope you're safe. Hope you have fun. Stay classy, not trashy. This is the Labor Day Hero Podcast. I'm your host, Zach. That was some disrespectful <laughs> I'm sorry. shit. I'm bro. sorry, to baby. Don't shoot Hey, me. that was. <laughs> nah, man. That I'm going to let you do your thing. Listen, I'm going to stay out of that. Until the day I get humbled, I think it's just the way I. You better be careful. Hey, look. I don't got no problem with the I don't baby. Have a problem. Hey, he's. Hey, man. You, go, you never know, man. You might see that man you in public one day. Like. He he might. You know, it's all right. He gonna hear that voice. He gonna be like, "Is that Zach from Late Night Gamer?" Hold Night up, Gamer, shout out to him. I'm a, I'm still a big fan. I'm just cracking shots. That's what I do. If you wanna make a diss track about me, go ahead. I'm just a white guy. Oh, damn, <laughs> damn bro. What, what can you say? Damn. <laughs> what can you say that had to be said about Eminem? My man said, "I was just a white guy." Oh my god. Okay. Move move on. Move on. <laughs> I think that's where we wrap the show. This. This has just been a catch-up episode, and it's really been, we've been really catching up and going off on our tangents. It's been fun. It's been fun. Thank you all if y'all made it this far for listening to all of our bullshit. We did a long one, especially after, uh, you know, more of the shorter episodes and missing a week, so hope y'all enjoy. Hope the audio issues are back on point. Please let us know if they're not. Uh, We're trying to get back on point, just... You know, it's it's a slow progression. We're gonna keep getting better and better, but it's a slow it's a slow progress. So we just appreciate everyone who's listened, tuning in, checking in with us, and it means a lot. And you know, we're just happy to be uh, happy to be doing it. I always have fun shooting the shit with you, man. It's oh, it's, a blast. it's been fun. So I'm just excited to keep keep building this thing up, you know, over time, and, and uh, keep having fun, man. And hopefully, uh, you know, hear some more input from from people listening. So yes, it's been fun. Yes, you know, again, sorry we missed last week. Duty of life calls. Yes. You have to answer that call every time. Uh, we're getting back on True. schedule. You're going to hear this episode True. Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Facts. Next week, you'll hear the Facts. same episode. Not the same episode. That'd be bad. You'll hear another episode from us. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard. Is there... This is your host. Yurt. This is my co-host, Yurt. Yurt. <laughs> Stay classy. <laughs> Not trashy. Yurt. I'm Zach. <laughs> With the Late Night Gamer Podcast. Hope you had a great Labor Day. Love you.